Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. What's good, Ashley? Yo, yo. We have a light recap this week. We are recapping Disney Plus original Sneakerella. Came out this year, May 13th, 2022 to streaming. It's an hour and 52 minutes. It's rated TVG. Uh, Here's a quick summary. Elle, an inspiring sneaker designer from Queens who works in a shoe store that once belonged to his late mother. He hides his artistic talent from his stepfather and two mean stepbrothers who constantly thwarted an opportunity that comes his way. This movie stars Chosen Jacobs as L. That's such a cool name, by the way. Yeah, it is. Um, he is featured in the It series, that remake. So mm, if you never watched it. Mm-hmm. I know you've never watched mm-hmm. it, but we have Lexi Underwood as Kara King. Yes, we Lexi. Love her from she was acting her little ass off on Little Fires Everywhere. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. And fun fact, she was on Broadway as a young Nala in The Lion King. So very cute. John Sally mm-hmm. as Darius King. He is an NBA champ, one of the tallest to, to ever play basketball. But it was so fun seeing him in this movie. Absolutely. And I had listened to several of his interviews, one with The Breakfast Club and one with our dude, um, Bakari Sellers. Yeah. Fun, fun interviews. You all should check that out. We have Devin Nakota as Sammy, Colton Stewart as Zilly, Hayward Lynch as Stacy, Gustavo is Juan Chiron. And Robin Elmar as Liv. The director, Elizabeth Allen Rosenbaum. Elvin Rose for music. Joseph Rosso, writers. Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie 100% from the critics. 52% from audience score. And Ashley, I was unable to find our faves Google user score. (laughs) But with that all being said, what's your grade for this movie? Okay, I'm going to explain before I give my grade. I fully understand that I am not the target audience of this wholesome Disney Plus Cinderella remake. But if I am completely honest, it was a cringy watch for me the first run through. It was. It really was. I enjoyed one musical number, which was the whole Find My Prince uh, song. I enjoyed that one. I even enjoyed the dancing. But otherwise, I did not find the joy in this viewing experience that I had really hoped to find. But I have to give it 
a C plus because I want to show love to the diverse cast and the effort that was put in. And especially our girl Lexi, who we already talked about from Little Fires Everywhere, which we absolutely loved. But it's a C plus for me. What about for you? You know, I wrestled with my grade (laughs) for so long because I was so excited when I saw the trailer for this because Young Black lead, of course, especially a male um, lead in such an endearing story, right? Cinderella story. But the first time I watched it, I had a hard time. But I have since watched it multiple times because I have a four-year-old. And some of the songs became earworms, specifically Kicks and Best Ever. And because of that, I originally was going to give this movie a C plus as well. However, I am going to go ahead and give it a B minus because I appreciate the people um, in front and behind the scenes for this movie. Um, One of the um, individuals, um, Alvin Ross, who did the music, he's worked with Tyler Perry in a ton of his projects um, with Medea and everything like that. And so I was actually quite excited to see Tyler Perry's people make it in like, you know, in different spaces, i.e. Disney. You know, we we talk about those Disney checks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to read one more thing in terms of my thought and that is there was a wired review that i read yeah that i, I agreed that with yeah, yeah yeah them saying disney needs to try harder the fact yeah. that they're trying to make a show of increasing diversity but it's not with new stories yeah you know we've praised disney and a lot of the projects that we've gotten a chance to recap and talk about and the fact that this one missed the mark is disappointing for me again because of the diversity of the cast and because i want to root for these efforts, right? Yes, yes. But Disney, y'all have, y'all are the blueprint. They are. So y'all can absolutely do better. And you can afford, you can afford the R&D. If you can, <laughs> if y'all can give me stuff like Encanto. Yo. That blew my mind. Exactly. You can do better. I agree. I agree. And it has everything to do with the story I feel like for the most part, the young people performances were, were, were good. I just feel like they made the most of what they were given. Right. <laughs> yes. Cause I do enjoy Lexi and chosen. Like I think chosen was very charming and sweet and likable. You know what I mean? Let's go ahead and talk about this movie. So we are in Queens, New York. We have Elle who is, as I mentioned, sweet and kind and super talented. And he's a stock boy, boy at his mom's sneaker shop. He literally dreams of sneakers, i.e. the opening act kicks. So to speak to some of the cringe, Ashley, <laughs> I think part of what makes this movie cringy for me is the fact that it's giving Juneteenth celebration, get to it. <laughs> red black and green cups like we talked about last week about walmart and everything like that it's giving like okay black people black people live in new york plus they like sneakers uh let's do you know what i mean it just mm-hmm. seems 
it seems it doesn't come off as genuine in that way. <laughs> it's also corny as hell. I mean, let's be honest. It's corny as hell. And again, wholesomeness, check. You know, trying to give us some 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 music, some to your point, earworms, check. But they could have done in my mind, it's like y'all could have done so much better. Like yeah. it's it to me, it's worse than some of the Disney Channel original movies we used to watch back in the day. I, I honestly thought it was on par with it. And yeah, no, because like, like Halloween Town, I freaking love, even though they didn't even have the best sets. Halloween Town, rewatching it is trash, by the way. But I've, as in that era, Halloween Town was awesome. That's why I know I'm not the audience anymore. <laughs> you know? well, it's so funny because I was going to wait to have this conversation, but let's talk about Disney Channel movies, okay? Specifically the Black ones, because I want to know where this ranks, if it does at all. Because um, I, I like to know, I, I like to give our audience an idea of where we're, we're laying our hats on in terms of original idea, execution, et cetera, right? Okay. So let's go ahead and take a look. So I'm looking at this article from Blavity and they, they didn't give me every quote unquote Black Disney Channel original movie, but they went ahead and ranked the best 12. And this is okay. from... 2016 so it's been a while so they have the proud family movie they have hounded which was starring taj and this other guy i don't even remember him but i remember watching the movie uh taj started another one called the the poof point i don't remember Uh, either of those me either but we do remember twitches too of course jet jackson the movie absolutely um Cheetah Girls. Absolutely. Uh, this one was a deep one. The Color of Friendship. You remember that one? No. Where the white girl came in from South Africa no. and apartheid. And, okay. See? It was one of their serious ones. Cheetah Girls 2, of course. <laughs> is Camp Rock on here? Uh, this is just black ones. Just black, black ones. Black okay. One. Okay. Up, Up, and Away, which I didn't know this was a superhero movie. Yeah. Starring Townsend. Um, I, bar- I don't remember that one. I remember well. that one. Yeah. Uh, Jump In was in here. And then this is not on the list, but I'm going to ho- go ahead and bring it in. Let It Shine with mm-hmm. uh, Tyler James Williams and the new Hillary from the Fresh Prince remake. And Oh Dude. Uh, Jackson from Grownish. These are the caliber of movies that we're talking about. My favorite from what I mentioned would definitely be Twitches, would definitely be Cheetah Girls. Well, and that's the thing too is maybe so for one, obviously, again, we're not in this age demo anymore. So that little bit of magic that used to come from watching these sorts of things has faded, has to really blow us away visually and storyline wise to, to reach those levels. Now these are childhood nostalgia, but you also had the fandom behind some of these folks too. Like Jet Jackson already had had a series yeah, and then he has a movie. Raven. You have Raven, you have three uh, LW members. You yes, have freaking Tia and Tamara. 
and the freaking smart guy because he was in like freaking three of the movies exactly <laughs> so that was another thing is remember disney used to build point. around their young friend they, they made used to make these actors like franchises within themselves yes. honestly yes. so you had star power now i'm not saying that there's not star power in this film because again for us it's john sally it's lexi yeah i mean the main guy was really one of the most unknown um yeah. actors in the film yeah but it's just it, there's there's, there's a level of magic that I love about even a Cinderella tale that I didn't feel. Mm. There's it's a magic. that you say that because when I asked David, because again, when I was mulling over this grade, I was like, what did you think about this movie? Because again, because we have a little one, we have watched this multiple times. Okay. And again, certain songs get caught up in your head throughout the day. He said that he appreciated the element of magic in this movie because in some ways they it was updated. You- oh, no, I don't mean literal magic. Okay. I don't mean the literal magic in the film. I mean, in my heart. Gotcha. Yeah. The magic in my heart that I experienced. Yeah. We've talked about our top tier Cinderella versions of films, right? Yes, yes, And yes. even ever after... Yes. given that it is spectacularly acted spectac- yes. you know it, it is a film right yes. it's in a different category but there's always something about these usually that sparks something in me that again I just didn't feel it could be my big age so I, I give it credit so, because I've seen some I, again in Kanto check out that recap adored it adored it we, i did too it was we, i did too we got caught up so i'm like, not negating that we still have the childhood <laughs> in us i'm just saying maybe a child sees a little bit more magic in this than we do that's all okay in this version of cinderella l has a best friend named sammy they again disney tapping into black culture i.e sneaker culture um they are on their way to a sneaker release so they can get you know hopefully a pair of a limited edition shoe by Darius King who is definitely NJ vibes in this <laughs> movie in terms of the caliber of issues being released now go ahead Ashley he does have one ring from the bull so there's he that yeah. um shout out to one of our very first recaps sneakerheads because this yes. definitely took me yep. back to sneakerheads with the fact that we start off with a sneaker release i'm so glad you brought that up because i was going to allude to that as well it wasn't our most popular recap and that's probably because it only got one season <laughs> and also because that skews so much more male perspective yeah. and we yeah. know we know that the majority of our audience most likely are black women thank y'all we love y'all but we are black women's favorite podcast what are you talking about there us? you go <laughs> there you go but hey i loved sneakerheads i loved that first season i'm not gonna lie to you guys that's why i wanted to recap it i really enjoyed it so oh yeah yeah have you ever shared shoes with a friend absolutely not absolutely <laughs> not that bothered me. But again, I know, you know, sometimes if you work in a limited budget and yeah. you both want them and you got to do what you got to do, but that whole, oh, I'm about to wear them first, I'm a stuff and all this, I was just like the hygiene of it all. Like, I just, I mean, I couldn't do it. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. I would have to, it have to be something here. I could not resist. Sammy was out here talking about having to put on extra socks because the shoe right. size. Now, I have seen sneakerheads 
purchase shoes and wear shoes that they couldn't fit maybe because and see I did that I did that as a kid but I had to sell my favorite Jordans the 11s black and red because they were too big I bought them too big they were still too big my foot never grew into them they are my absolute favorite pair of Jordans so as an adult I'm not playing that game but when you're young sure sure for anyone who has not heard that recap I am so far from being anywhere near a sneakerhead. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand this love at all. Like, oh, I, I'm, my brain, is, I'm, I'm grasping for st- straws for this is, type of love. There's like, still nothing better than a fresh pair of sneakers out of the box for me. And the smell, the feel, the excitement. While I was in Chicago, I just bought a limited edition pair of Farachis and the joy that I have. Like, when I tell you, I made it a point where I refused to throw away my box. My mom thankfully could fit the box in her luggage because I could not. I refused to throw away my box for these limited edition Hirachis. Like I, and it takes a lot now that I'm a grown woman and we have so many shoe options. I don't get into it like I used to. But when I tell you when I still buy a fresh pair of sneakers and I open that box and that that smell of fresh sneaker hits my face, woo. Ashley, it's I just too it. many rules. You got to keep them clean. You can't crease them. Too I mean, many rules. I just, I, I, it's like <laughs> shoes are meant to be worn. Like, I don't understand. Shoes <laughs> are meant to be worn. I have this debate all the time. I feel the same way about purses. I'm not going to pay for a super expensive purse and I'm never going to wear it. I understand. I understand. I was just about to say the only thing that I could be remotely, you know, equivalent to would be my love for purses. But I sold off several of my um, purses because, you know, mama needs some new ones. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So on the train ride to this sneaker release, we see actually how talented Elle is as he um, drew on Sammy's shoe. That That was a fun moment. And I just wanted to highlight that. So they make it to the release, they run into a young lady named Kara who's in line. The line is incredibly long. She lies and tells the rowdy crowd that these were her cousins and they were saving face. Have you ever stood in line for a sneaker release, Ashley? Absolutely. You have? Jordans. Okay. Absolutely. Jordans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a big deal when we were growing up too. Still is. School. Still yeah. is. The fact that Jordans have appreciated, even though this generation has never seen that man play, is crazy never. to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I thought they were, <laughs> this is where some of the corniness came in for me when they were trying to say L was such a sneakerhead and so good at um, identifying them that he can tell you about a person based off of their shoes. Do you feel like there's any truth in that, Ashley? Yes, but not to the level of detail that he went into, <laughs> right? I think people's appearance in general, right? You can get gain a lot of information about them, whether it's yeah. sneakers or whether it's some other type of shoe, um, you know, all those things. Because the way you dress in your appearance says a lot about who you are and what you value and what you care about. But it was interesting because there was a point in time where I did judge guys I dated heavily based off of their shoe game. And I even got my best friend back in like high school to understand the importance of paying attention to a guy's shoes. 
because I used to always say the way that a guy keeps his shoes and, and the cleanliness, the style says a lot about that man. And she adopted this, this whole model that I That's had at the time. Now, is that a little superficial? Yes, but I do still hold true to the fact that you do get an understanding of people just in general based off of their wardrobe. You do. It's a fact. Hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, but am I going to not date you now because you don't wear crispy Jordans <laughs> and dunks and forces and all of that? No. Give me to par. Okay. So I'm reminded of. RuPaul's but I, do, I will not date a dude who wears flip flops. I'm sorry. That's all. I'm reminded of RuPaul's famous quote that like we all are in drag, right? Essentially, <laughs> he was like, yes. I just, as a woman, but we all move in the world in drag, how we want people to see us and perceive us and things like that. So, but yeah, he was uh, doing some beautiful mind stuff when he was able to determine people's shoes. And I'm going to be a little bit critical and say, I was not in love with his shoes. He was so so obsessed with sneaks. I'm like, your your sneaks are all drawn up on. (laughs) Shelto Adidas are just not my favorite in general, but... It took me to begin back to sneakerheads because the customization of sneakers is a thing. And so even in that film, remember his best friend, that was the direction he was going in his career. He's going to start customizing sneakers. It's a thing. So I get it, the creativity, all of that. But to your point, I I hope we talk about it. I figure we're going to talk about it. I was not a fan of his shoe designs in general. So sorry. Oh, okay. Someone went ahead and bought all the sneakers and therefore... Uh, the launch was over. I hate that we live in that society that people are so greedy in that way. Like, just buy a pair and keep going. Like, and they're so preoccupied on the sale. And doesn't that defeat the purpose of sneaker culture? Or am I? No, because it's still a business. Hmm. It's still a business. So there's always going to be that element of it, of people doing the resale and, you know, that's how I feel that about con- concert tickets these days too. Like people can't just, you know, get it for themselves. They're so busy trying to buy as many as, as they can and then, you know, oversell them. Life is a hustle, Delora. You know this. I guess, girl. No, <laughs> All right. So we have the best ever, which is the next song. And this is a duet between Kara and Elle because and they run away from the people who were asking them about their spine line. I was a little worried that they were going to try to beat up the girls in that scene. That was a little uncomfortable for me. And then like, why do they care? Because the sneakers were gone. So, I mean, maybe the fact that they lied, I don't know. This is one of the songs that I do enjoy. I enjoy Lexi and, and Chosen's performance. But basically he introduced her to his neighborhood in Queens and she has been completely aloof, but we find out that she is in fact the daughter of Darius King. And she was out here trying to test out the prototype to some new shoes. And what's really funny is at the end of their best ever song where they tried out all the local cuisines and meet everyone in his neighborhood, she asked him about what her sneakers meant about her. And he pretty much told her that she was basic. <laughs> he was like, no, you're one of a kind. But that tickled me. I'm telling you. All right. So his stepfather is stressed out. 
because the sneaker shop is not doing well. Again, this is the shop that his mom opened. His stepfather and his stepbrothers moved from Jersey to, you know, blend these families. But with her being gone, the stepfather is interested in closing the store altogether. Um, He also was upset because I didn't mention this prior either. Elle snuck off to go to the sneaker release um, instead of doing um, what he was supposed to do as a shop boy. This is another song that um, I really enjoy. It's called In Your Shoes. And this song is essentially the equivalent of in my own little corner, <laughs> in my own little chair. Pretty See, much. I can't compare that version because <laughs> that joking. music meant everything to me with Brandy and Whitney the Houston. But the reason why I bring it up is it's the song of, you know, pining and wanting more. And in this version, it's him missing his mother. Some of the lyrics that I thought were touching um, in this regard is it says, we'll always be the perfect pair. And he's like, I'll walk a mile in your shoes until both of our dreams come true. What do you think about the flip of the traditional story from evil stepmother and stepsisters to evil stepfather and he's not really evil stressed out but not supportive stepfather and just really awful stepbrothers the stepfather really annoyed me because he's the adult in the situation you know his child has lost his mother and yet i did never steal at the end of the film, even when we get to it, don't understand why he was so hard on him. So the stepfather really bothered me. Mm. But the flip, I feel like just tried to add to the layer of, oh, this is fresh. This is new. This is something different. It was interesting to kind of get the perspective from a, a, a boy, especially because usually we're used to the father having died in Cinderella Tales. And in this, it's his mother. So mm-hmm interesting as we've always talked about you know the dynamic between the parents deaths in different versions of a disney film so interesting a bit but not enough to be like oh this was so fresh this was so new and even the dynamic between ale and kira reminded me of atl it reminded me of lauren london and ti's relationship with her being wealthy and him being not but in this case at least you know, he finds out the truth. Whereas in that, that came a little bit later and he was blindsided and what have you. So it didn't really add much to me because it still didn't feel fresh to me. So to your point of it not being fresh, I felt like Elle's interaction with Kara was more a Latin than anything. I was Mm. like, so I thought this was supposed to be a Cinderella story. Here we are having the Aladdin aspect of princess in disguise, you know, walking among the normals. The uh, street rat. We have a, the ambitious young man <laughs> who will get very, very soon, we'll get to the, the part that stuck out to me the most. But I was like, this is Aladdin. This is Aladdin and Cinderella like blended together. That's right? a great point. Sammy is like, the type of best friend that you want because you know after they realized who that young lady was and Elle's talent of being a shoot designer 
she was like, we need to go to this gala, which is the equivalent of a ball. (laughs) So again, the prince is getting a ball. (laughs) And Sammy was like, I got the hookup. Okay. We can go as waiters and you go ahead and, you know, slide in your design. It's also worth noting that Darius King shoe empire is a family business and Kira is desperately wanting to have a say in the family's business which you know being the youngest she has not had the opportunity he did however give her the chance to find a new designer so they can you know put their shoe in this annual uh, shoe design competition after the stepfather tell Elle that he's interested in selling the store. Elle goes into full gear and designs his shoe for the sneaker gala. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the the real designer of the shoe that actually apparently does not enjoy. Uh, He is a Toronto (laughs) designer. His name is Eski Garelli. And apparently he has worked with Drake or Drake has worn some of his clothes and he was just completely, you know, shocked and happy to work with Disney for this particular project. I'm reading this from Complex. I liked the concept. I just didn't like the execution. So here's the deal. I enjoyed it for what it was because I knew they weren't going to do you know, Nikes. I mean, they're not going to, you know what I mean? Um, But the fact that he built this shoe, elements of his neighborhood that he loves so much, got the rose uh, to honor his mom. I think the part of the shoe design that I appreciated the most was the skyline in the soul and the light. I thought that was super cool. I like the concept, just not the execution. Was it the color or was it, it, did it look like, patchwork to you they were just fugly for me would I wear them no but for the sake of this shoe or for the sake of this particular movie I think it did what it had to do (laughs) this is just my taste my particular love of sneakers he did not win me over but the uniqueness I understood and again the fact that he was able to build a sneaker from scratch impressive extremely impressive and it it was also worth noting that he had stopped physically making shoes after the loss of his mother and so the fact that he was motivated to do it again I thought was was very heartwarming really quick you know the point you made about the Latin do you think it was all also an element of sleeping beauty when they had the device that he kind of made his sneakers on it want to say it kind of reminded <laughs> you of a sleeping beauty yeah. what she poked her finger on the, the pinwheel yeah um, that's so funny you never know with Disney they love a good easter egg you know mm-hmm. what I mean so it's the day of the gala and L being young and immature had no chill in trying to make sure his stepbrothers weren't going to see what he was doing. <laughs> he made it a little bit too obvious. Let me cook you dinner. Let me clean up. Oh, don't worry. I'll close up everything. It was so funny because when he was trying to sneak out in that waiter get up, his stepbrothers, you know, caught him as he was trying to leave. I'm like, you're supposed to keep going walk out the door don't stop and talk to them because all they're going to do is stop them which is what they did uh they kept him from catching the train that was needed to go to the gala in time but like this new version 
his fairy godfather to the rescue, Gustavo, the the neighborhood gardener and dear friend of his late mother, saved the day. And that is part of the song selection, Life is What You Make It. I do feel like for this to be, you know, a kid movie, I, I do appreciate some of the messaging in the songs, even though it's no impossible, you know. <laughs> Disney is always good for trying to help foster a love of self and yes. an appreciation for self. But I also have to say one thing that I enjoyed about this one is how much he showed his love and appreciation for community. Yes, I wrote that. So I agree. I agree, which I feel like is lacking and something that I'm sure the current generation, <laughs> meaning everyone alive can utilize a little bit. Yeah, especially his patients, right? They were in a rush at the beginning of the film. He still takes the time to stop and help Gustavo. Yes. It's rare. Very rare. And speaking of magical elements, I don't know what Gustavo got underneath his sleeve, but he was able to, instead of making mice into a carriage, hide a classic under some (laughs) special cloth. It's the vintage clothes falling out of the, um, the truck for me, Ashley. What were your favorite magical elements of this transformational part of the movie? just the wardrobe change because definitely the little outfits they were about to go in were not quite as flashy as the gear that he you know kind of put them in as they were leaving out and then um just the overall fact that I mean it's I know it's not magical but I love that he had a friend Cinderella never has a friend that has her back and accompanies her. So I just like that he had an adventure, was able to have a partner in crime in this particular film. And partner in crime, Sammy was, because they make it to the gala. Sammy says, who made those kicks? And she was like, oh, he's a designer. And of course, the power of being, you know, mysterious rang true in this scene because... Everybody wanted to know who he was and who he worked for because those sneakers were everything, Ashley. Apparently. (laughs) Kira is there with her family and she's super excited to see Elle. This is my least favorite part in the entire movie. They brought back the old school, a dream is a wish that your heart makes. I did not enjoy this part. I understand the call back to the original, but it for this entire movie to be a young hip reimagination of an original i just felt like this is this slowed down the pace a lot what do you think i was just like why didn't he just dm her it is 2022 she is famous you had this woman waiting to hear from you because you use your phone but For the sake of the film, it was supposed to be a cute little reunion, I guess. And plus, that gala was not nearly as magnificent as the other, you know, balls we've seen. The only thing that was magnificent was that sneaker wall. Yeah. That was magnificent, actually. I can see that. I can see that. Kira was getting ready to introduce Elle to her father. And of course, Midnight Struck. And unlike... Um, some of the things we've seen before, literally all their clo- clothes started falling off. 
And you would think Fashion Nova made it. Um, so- <laughs> no shade, sponsor us. <laughs> and of course, Elle Luff behind a sneaker. We have the perfect fit, which is apparently your favorite song. So Ashley, please, what is it about this song that you enjoyed out of most of the selections that I've talked about so far. So it's probably just because I love Lexi, right? So this yeah. is her time to shine. I liked her partnership with her sister. Uh, their little dance number was super cute. The wardrobe fits were super cute. I just, the whole concept behind it, I love that despite the issues he has with his stepbrother, you see her sister, even though they're slightly in competition, having her sister's back. So it was just like yeah. multiple elements to it that I thought was really, really cute. And then as a song, it was just probably my favorite because it was the catchiest for me. Like I actually, when I heard it, I was like, oh, I like this. So it was just that immediate, like, ah, oh, I enjoyed this song. I hadn't felt that way prior. Interesting. Interesting. And, you know, again, to check off Black inclusivity, they had uh, African Prince on in that song selection. I don't know if you noticed that in her costume. <laughs> so... I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. We get the villain song called Shut It Down. The stepbrothers find out that it was Elle that had the other shoe that Kira was having the call of action to finding the the match. I would have liked the song if I didn't despise them so much. It was actually a fun villain song. I'm not going to lie. And to speak to the musicals we've done in the past, because you know me, I love a good musical. This whole movie was giving major LMM vibes. That's Lynn Manuel Miranda, like especially this one. It was the cadence. Ramos, I was like, is Ramos singing this right now? Yeah, it was the cadence <laughs> it, a little bit. It was giving. It was giving Hamilton. It was giving in the height vibes for sure. His stepbrothers had the audacity to go to Darius King's office and tell him that their brother was just a young stock boy and not truly a designer with experience. And Elle finds out the hard way that his little white lie did not help at all. This is where, you know, the Aladdin aspect comes into play. So, you know, we have the princess in disguise, but you have the young man so in love with the princess that he's willing to lie about who he is. And of course, the big blow up once the lie is revealed. A lot of people's hearts were broken. And in the finale, where freaking John Sally is rapping, which is part of my favorite <laughs> moments in this entire movie, there's a big mea culpa you know, amongst everyone, even the stepfather was like, I had no idea you were so talented. It was like, if only you paid attention. How about Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. What did you think about uh, the the big grand finale of Sneakerella? I'm glad that Kira took accountability for her part in the situation, because I did agree with her mother that You kind of pressured him into this with your overwhelming desire to impress your father, especially when I watched it a second time. I was like, oh, yeah, you definitely led the conversation, sis. And, you know, I enjoyed that the stepfather was able to come and make amends. But I don't know if I would have accepted his apology that quickly, because, again, 
I never understood why he was so hard on L and so easy on his own son. That is what I'm saying. Like his sons didn't show up to work. Why was L constantly making up their shifts? Like that was awful. That's and it's like, labor. is it just because you feel like he's the one who cares because that was his mother's store, but that's not holding your own sons accountable. Right. And I did not appreciate that at all in this film. So I liked it for the kind of wrapping everything up for the resolution and for the fact that our guy's going to get his big break, which is what we need. Which is what we needed. And um, he went into business with Darius King, you know, being able to maintain the shop, putting his designs in and of course getting the girl. All right, Ashley, what are your final thoughts on Sneakerella? So as I've said, was not my favorite Cinderella remake to date, but I want to give this young cast props. I enjoyed you guys. I'm so glad that you got a chance to um, continue and get introduced to Chosen. And hopefully we'll continue to see him do some great things. Disney, do better. (laughs) All right. So for me, again, there there are some songs that I appreciate the the lyrics to uh in your shoes as i mentioned and i'm telling you cakes and and best ever are earworms there were plenty of times after watching this movie i'm like (laughs) but on a serious note uh to speak to l's relationship with the stepfather one of the things that i noticed because l was so talented he lacked confidence, and that's simply because he lacked support. You know, in, in that song that I keep bringing up, he talks about, when I think no one is there, I close my eyes, and you're still there, talking about his mother. It's like, can you imagine how much further he would have been able to go if his mom was still there? Granted, he was- is a teenager, so yeah. thankfully he has time. I mean, in terms of how far he can go, career-wise, thankfully, yeah. he- He's a teenager and he did not stunt him for too long. Exactly. That's that's, that's the point I'm making. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Because to your point, it is devastating that he lost his mother and someone that had his back and then was left with a stepfather who, you know, treated him as in all as in all of these versions as the help. Yes. So, Ashley, my Final question to you is with all the Cinderella versions that has come out recently, including the Camilla Cabello, <laughs> mm-hmm. what it still probably doesn't hold a candle to like ever after and brand new Cinderella, but I'm just curious what what are your thoughts? <sighs> because the Camilla Cabello version was pretty bad too. See, the Camilla Cabello version I didn't mind. I didn't love really? it, but I didn't I didn't hate it. I think what it is for me is, again, there's just certain things that I don't I don't feel that connection to in Cinderella stories. We've seen so many, even a Cinderella story with Hillary Duff, which I really liked back in the day. And another one with Selena Gomez. You remember that one? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) there's just been so many at this point. I didn't I didn't ask for y'all to keep making these. So I just need some fresher ideas and that's in many respects that's not just with the Cinderella yeah. story remakes it's no, just across the board with a lot of projects like if it's not based off of a book it's usually not that original so Very Very I, I just I, I'm yeah I'm frankly a little bored of them is is my final point with that 
A tale as old as time. Time for Hidden Gems. All right, guys, I have one hidden gem this week, and it is a festival that I attended here in Atlanta, the Black Podcast Festival. I just wanted to give a shout out. It was the first in person that they held. Um, It was held, as I mentioned, over Memorial Day weekend, put on by the Black Pod Collective and was fantastic. Please check them out. Check out the Black Pod Festival on Instagram as well as the Black Pod Collective. So much great information was shared. If you're a podcaster interested in podcasts out there, it's definitely one to attend some great networking opportunities all of that and it's for us by us so just wanted to give them a shout out very well done first year can't wait to see what they do for year two so that is my one hidden gem Delora what about you thank you so much Ashley for attending and repping our podcast yes can't, I mean, we still need to sit down and talk about all the things you learned so I'm mm-hmm. super, super excited um, I love stuff like this All right, so I have two hidden gems this week. The first is a Disney Channel original, and it's not quite hidden. It's Let It Shine. It came out in 2012. It's a musical family movie, about an hour and 44 minutes. Uh, It's available on Disney+. Plus. I went ahead and checked it out because I really think this was like the last black cast, (laughs) you know, Disney channel movie and I um it was fun it was fun it was again speaking of an old story of two guys in love with the girl the cute guy is the front man but the brains is the you know the guy you know hiding in the tree um it's starring Tyler James Williams uh Coco Jones and Trevor Jackson they are all babies in this freaking movie and the reason why I just now I'm seeing it because I was a grown-ass woman when this movie came out (laughs) and um, I was not watching Disney original movies like that um I actually got married that year to put things in context okay but it was a lot of fun and you know since we're talking about a black cast in Disney I, I thought I'd bring this one up uh, safe for the children to watch and because there's so many stars in it it's always fun to see them as kids as well so and Courtney B. Vance love love him I feel like I should call him uncle the same way I call Sterling K. Brown my cousin Courtney B. Vance is like like my uncle in some ways all right my second hidden gem it's a new one it's on HBO Max it's a series called The Time Traveler's Wife Mm -hmm. It might sound familiar because there was a movie that came out several years ago and this is a series version and you know nothing Jon Snow is starring in it. (laughs) Rose Leslie as Claire and I have to contain myself because Theo James Mm -hmm. is Henry. I didn't realize how big my celebrity crush was on Theo until I saw this movie or saw the show. I was like, oh my goodness. I know I always thought he was a cutie, but goodness gracious. This show is definitely on my list, but I have to uh, prepare myself because the film broke my heart. Did it? Yeah. I literally have to rewatch it because I don't remember. There are three episodes now available and I saw the movie back in the day. I genuinely cannot think of it right now oh it broke my heart so I have to mentally prepare for this when I just finished this is us I need a minute from from the tearjerkers oh my I'm gonna have to rewatch it and get all sad again oh my (laughs) 
he's naked quite a bit in this movie. You don't see anything, but I'm still figuring out. I've been watching it. I've enjoyed the episodes. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what what's going to transpire. Yeah, that was a part of the original film, too, if you remember. Yes. He had to no, be I do. I naked. do. I was actually, uh, I do remember some of the scenarios uh, that Eric was in. And I was like, oh, they played, they're playing this up in the, sh- in the show. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, those are my hand gems this week. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you. And thank you guys for, as always, sticking with us. Hopefully we've attracted some new listeners. So if you guys are new to the podcast, thank you. Appreciate you being here. Please always feel free to reach out to us on social media at Recapping Podcast. The show is also posted out to YouTube as well as all the podcast platforms. So feel free to check us out anywhere you like to listen. Delora, I love you. Thank you so much. I love you, Ashley. Bye, guys. Bye.